0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the program today. It's good to be with you again. Today is uh, October 27th. That's right. We're almost into the month of November yet. And I wonder sometimes, where has October gone? But where has the time gone? Period. It just seems like just yesterday, uh, we were 10 years younger and... (laughs) and um, doing a lot of things that we feel that God uh, has had us to do. And we're in the beginning of a new season uh, in our ministry, some of which I will talk a little bit about today, but um, we are still plugging along for Jesus. I've, I've served the Lord for 40 years, almost 40 and a half now, and I have no plans to stop. I have no plans to slow down, really. Uh, We are going to channel some of our energies into new directions, but no retirement for me. Praise God. (laughs) And I think it's just a beautiful life. I've never been sorry a day in my life that I decided to follow Jesus. Not a single day. I've never said I wish I wouldn't have done this. Not one single time. Living for, life, living for Jesus is a glorious life. Living for Jesus will pull you out of depression. Living for Jesus will pull you out of bondage. Living for Jesus will pull you out of hell. I mean, it's, it's a win-win all the way around to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. And it's my prayer for every one of you, every one of you, that you will come to know Jesus in a deeper and more intimate way uh, in the days just ahead before He returns to planet Earth. Praise be to God. I want to start by uh, mentioning to you that not long ago, uh, I forget the dates now, it's terrible. I think it was was, uh, October 5th through the 9th. Uh, My wife and I and my sister came also to the Perry Stone main event camp meeting. And boy, I'll tell you now, I didn't have to preach. I didn't have to do any kind of ministry. I just sat there and soaked it up. And I've got to say that it was probably, probably in the top five meetings that I've attended in my whole life. I mean, it really was, it was powerful it was revelatory it, it, it answered so many questions in the spirits of the people that were there and it was just all around a great thing and it was wonderful to see my sister we are planning to have our offices closed for a, a period of time and go over to her house in wisconsin uh, this thanksgiving and we're looking forward to that so pray 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 everybody For good weather, no blizzards, amen, amen. (laughs) Brother Paxton doesn't drive as well in snowstorms anymore. (laughs) Praise be to God. But a little more about the camp meeting. Uh, The Lord made some spiritual connections in my heart uh, during that time as well. You know, uh, every so often you come across preachers that just bless you. And when when a preacher blesses you, listen to me now, when a preacher blesses you, uh, you should support them, at least a little bit. And uh, I've had so many people to write into the ministry over the years telling what a blessing our preaching has been or what a blessing our events have been. And then you look on the record book and, you know, 20 years has gone by and they've never given a penny to help us with the work of the Lord. It's sad. And uh, Angie and I happen to feel that that's wrong. It's wrong. And so during this camp meeting, um, we were already partnering with Perry Stone. And we've partnered with Perry for many years at one level or another. We were also partnering with Jensen Franklin, who was also there. And the Lord just laid it on our heart to, you know, partner with Brian Cutchill. Now, Brian wasn't actually a speaker at the camp meeting but I picked up a couple of CDs from him and man it just fed my spirit it just blessed me and so we've added Brian uh, to our circle of partnership that Angie and I have and uh, also Tommy Bates Tommy Bates was amazing John Kilpatrick was also there and of course we've supported John uh, through the years as well so these men I really believe they got before the Lord, all of them, Perry, Jensen, uh, <clears throat> Tommy Bates, uh, John Kilpatrick, all of them, whoever was there, Brian Cutchell, who is in charge of ISO, the International School of the Word. I believe they've got before the Lord and gotten a real word from the Lord. Hallelujah. We all know that in the past, Weeks and months and even years, we've heard a lot of words that purport to be of the Lord. But these men, I'm firmly convinced, have heard from heaven. Have heard from heaven. And so what a wonderful time it was anyway. To make a long story short, uh, it rained a lot, but we were inside quite often as well. And, and we got a few, a few days of a little bit of sun that we enjoyed driving around the countryside. And we all went to... Uh, Some different historical sites in the area, and it was a great time. So I thank the Lord for blessing me. That's the first time I've been back to Cleveland, Tennessee since 2015. And what a blessing it was. We do have plans. We're keeping our eyes open for a time that we can slip on down there in 2022. We have made no plans to do that yet, but. Uh, We'll keep you up to date on what's going on with that. Another thing I want to talk to you about before we get into the little message that I have here today is the absolute importance. The importance in the day and age in which we live. In fact, I believe this was Perry's opening message. He, He made a statement about fencing in your life in 2022. Which in reality, in the Hebrew calendar, has already started, incidentally. Fencing in your life. And what does that mean? It means, you know, make sure that you're building your life on the solid rock of Christ Jesus. And make sure that you're in prayer. Make sure that you're in the Word. Make sure that you're in church. Make sure that you're where God tells you to be in the Word of God. And sometimes that will vary from where we think we need to be. Go by the word, be in prayer, be in the Bible, be in church, be in community, be in fellowship. Because what is coming just ahead in our world today will be a test and a trial, perhaps even for the strongest among us. And we're going to need to learn to fence in relationships, fence in our home, fence in our families, fence in our lives, so that we can meet the challenges of living in the last days. I've been praying about a lot of these things that I heard at camp meeting, and incidentally today's short teaching will not be really a part of what I heard at camp meeting, okay, because I am praying about it. I don't want to be an echo simply. I want to be a voice as well. Amen. And so I'm praying on some things that up to this point, I have avoided saying because I never felt the release in my spirit. You know, when people in the church start to tell pastors what they ought to preach on, they couldn't be more off base. They couldn't be more wrong. I'm firmly convinced in my own life and after 40 plus years of ministry that a preacher needs to preach what Jesus greenlights him to preach. And sometimes God, He knows what you want to hear, but He also knows what you need to hear. And so these are just some things that Angie and I are in prayer about right now, and I mean serious prayer. I don't want to come here and waste anybody's time. I really don't. I don't want to come here and just give a a message that's, you know, blase splee. I want to give a message that comes from the heart of Almighty God. And He pours it into my heart. And that's what we choose to be about in these last days. I will let nothing. But I'm going to say this not as a boast. How many knows that when we boast, we get into trouble? I'm gonna say this as a, by the grace of God, I will let nothing, I will let no one, I will not let circumstances interfere with my growth in God, with my walk with God, hallelujah, I am going to go forward into all that God has for me, personally, and then Angie and I, we also have a a walk with God together, but first, it comes the individual walk, I mean, if Angie had no walk, and I had no walk, we couldn't possibly have one together, so I've got to have one, she's got to have one, and then we have one together, That's a separate issue, but it's connected to the same. You see what I'm saying? And so we're going for the gusto. Again, I'm not saying that as a boast. I boast of nothing. I could not stand here. Actually, I'm I'm here in the studio today, but I could not be before you giving the word of the Lord were it not for the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could not do it because my life has been through many situations where I walked blindly through it, unaware the things that I'm warning you about. I didn't just decide to sit up one day and and start preaching on all these different things that we've covered here on the old time power over the years. These are things many of them, that I messed up in at one time or another. And it's absolutely so true that as an older person now, and I'm not old, okay, relax. But as an older person now, it's my responsibility to try to help others not make some of the mistakes that I did. And if they will listen, and if they will receive it, they will be blessed by it. If they won't listen, ain't nothing we can do for them. Bad English, good point. And one of the banes, B-A-N-E-S, of the church today is a bunch of rebellious Christians that won't listen to instruction. And they'll only do what they agree with. And if all, you know, my dad used to say this, and it's so right. If all you know is what you know, you ain't learned much. And so I feel the weight of that more and more each day as time goes by. To just begin to try to help believers to avoid some of the pitfalls that I've experienced in my life. So enough advertisement, enough talking from the heart. Uh, Let's just, well, we want to preach from the heart now, okay? We have a very short message for you today. It's found in the 32nd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. And I'm going to call this a little teaching today, By Thee, My Field. By Thee, My Field. And let me give you, uh, let me read the word first and then give you a bit of an introduction uh, to this teaching. Jeremiah 32:1. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. For then the king of Babylon's army besieged Jerusalem and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison, which was in the king of Judah's house. For Zedekiah, king of Judah, uh, had shut him up, saying, Wherefore dost thou prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Judah of Babylon, and he shall take it. And Zedekiah, king of Judah, shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans. But he shall surely be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon and shall speak with him mouth to mouth, and his eyes shall behold his eyes. Now before we read the next verse, let me say this. Jeremiah got in trouble because of what he prophesied. Jeremiah did not wear Uh, soft clothing and prance around the stage and give people smooth and fluffy words and tell people they were okay. Jeremiah was a man. Jeremiah was a prophet of truth. And the things that he prophesied got him into trouble and got him cast into prison. That's an important way uh, to start this teaching hallelujah verse 5 and he shall lead Zedekiah to Babylon and there shall he be until I visit him saith the Lord though you fight with the Chaldeans you shall not prosper I could go into a prophetic direction with this teaching but that's not what this is about Okay, so let me read on. And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamiel, the son of Shalom, thine uncle shall come unto thee, saying, Buy thee my field that is in Anoth, for the right of redemption is thine to buy it. So Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, Buy my field, I pray thee, that is in Thoth, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine, buy it for thyself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. So Jeremiah, here in verse 8, is dealing with a confirmation. Listen. It's time for Christians to quit running all over the country looking for personal prophecy. Instead, you have something that you think the Lord might have spoken to you for your life. You have something that you think the Lord has spoken. Now, begin to seek a confirmation and the Holy Spirit will always confirm it. If you need a word from the Lord, look in your bible now sometimes people do have personal words of prophecy sometimes <clears throat> but i will dare say that 99.9% of those times it's something that god has already spoken to you about and and the the prophet will confirm it not long ago i had to quit absolutely stop listening to pastors who believe that there are no prophets today. I think they mean well, most of them. Some of them are just flat out anti-Pentecostal. But uh, I think most of them mean well, but they're dead wrong. There are prophets today. And the prophets are speaking. And help us, Lord Jesus, I pray, to receive what the prophets say to us. Alright. A lot of it, maybe all of it, I don't know, a lot of it will be confirmation. A lot of it will be confirmation as to the things we've been looking at in the Scripture. And that's very important to realize. Verse 9, And I bought the field, of Hanamiel, my uncle's son, that was in Enath, and weighed him the money, even 17 shekels of silver. Silver, uh, in Bible typology, is a type of redemption. And I subscribed the evidence and I sealed it. And I took the witnesses and I weighed him the money in the balances. You know, it's good. To even take witnesses when you're doing any type of transactions, even with friends. It's good to have witnesses. I could tell you some stories, but I'm not going to today. So I took the evidence of the purchase. Both that which was sealed according to the law and custom. And that which was open. And I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Baruch. Now Baruch the son of Neriah, the son of Masei, is Jeremiah's secretary. He's, He's Jeremiah's scribe. He's Jeremiah's assistant. And he was faithful to Jeremiah. God, we need some faithful people. Faithful people in the body of Christ today that will stand with the pastor no matter what that will stand through the trials with the man or woman of God. Faithful to be there even when they don't feel like being there. Faithful to assist in the proclamation of the Gospel. We need that today in such a great way. Let's finish this verse. In the presence of witnesses that subscribe the book of the Purchase, before all the Jews that sat in the court of the prison. Heavenly Father, I want to pray that You will just give me an anointing for the next few moments to be able to briefly outline God and and strike home the importance of this section, this seemingly obscure section of this prophetic book. And we, everything be said and done, bring Jesus the glory and the honor and the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, so much of the book of Jeremiah, I mean, he's a prophet for our day. All of them are, really. The whole Bible is for our day. And what do do I mean by that? This Bible, these prophets, this Bible... Is applicable to all people of every generation. There are some time sensitive prophecies that pertain to we believe the time we live in today and they are yet future, such as the Great Tribulation prophecies, such as the Rapture prophecies, etc., and so forth. But they're applicable to every single generation every single man, woman, boy, and girl. Jeremiah in his time had just come to a place where his prophecy displeased the king and he was shut up in the prison. And while he was in the prison, he received this word from the Lord. Jeremiah, when he was let go of prison. When Jeremiah regained his freedom, he was to buy and to possess this field. This field, if you continue reading the account and the narrative in his book, this field would come to represent the future of Jeremiah's people. Hallelujah. This field would represent the future of Israel, in a sense. Jeremiah experiencing these things, not unlike some of the things that you and I are experiencing in our world in 2021, as we have come through a season, many of us, of loss. We've come through a season of pandemic. We've come through a season of the overreach of government. We've come through a season where the very freedoms of the United States of America have been tested and tried by tyrannical leaders. We've come through a time where the very things that we preach make people angry at us And if they could kill us, they would. And if they could shut us up in a prison, they would. And there are even efforts to begin to try to do some of these things. So not unlike Jeremiah, I believe that every believer, every Christian that's listening at me right now, God has given you promises for your life. And those promises seemingly cannot come to pass under the conditions that we're in now. You would wonder how, Lord, this which you have promised me, how will it come to pass? Will it ever be able to happen now, the situation being what it is? Right now, today, as we speak, thousands and thousands and probably millions, their jobs, their livelihoods are being threatened by the overreach of federal government. You think of what I'm saying to you. Their jobs, their careers, their livelihoods, some of them, the very place God placed them to work, And now they face the possibility of having to lose that if they don't do what somebody else says for their bodies. You think of it. It's ungodly. It's evil. It's wicked. It's wrong. And yet this is what we face. We face constantly over the past decades the shedding of innocent blood. We have sinned so much in this nation that one could scarcely blame God for bringing judgment to it. And yet, the Word of the Lord doesn't change. Circumstances might change, the Word of God never changes. Lifestyles change, but the Word of God never changes. The times, so to speak, change, but the Word of God never changes. And there are some of you right now who have not seen your promise come to pass. You have not seen it come to pass and you're standing at that precipice wondering how it will happen now. And my encouragement to you today is... Don't worry about how it will happen. Just believe the promise God gave you. He told Jeremiah, buy thee my field. Buy thee my field. At a time when Jeremiah was hurting inside and he was locked away in a prison, but when he got out, he bought the field. I want to tell you there's going to come a breaking forth in the church Possibly not in the world, possibly not in the nation, but within the church there's going to come a breaking forth. Some of you were told that you would be winners of souls. Some of you, God has said very intimate and precious things to you in times past in in your walk with the Lord. Not one word will fail. You hear me? Not one word will fail. Many will have to go through the fire. Many will have to go through the flood. But all of us are going through the blood, the blood of Jesus. And as we begin to take and rehearse and refresh ourselves in those old words that God gave us, those old words, promises that he made to us we make a mistake if we are ready right now because of the way things have been to retreat that's a mistake if that happens then you have dropped the word the promise to the ground because God has a plan just like he did with Jeremiah And I could give you more background information that would amaze you about this. But just as God had a plan for the prophet Jeremiah, and it looked like all hope was lost, so God has a plan for you and for your life. And it may look like all hope is lost. And it may look like you're tired of fighting the good fight of faith. But if you'll just hang in there, glory be to God. Now, you know, the churches are open now. Get you to a church. Get you under a pastor. Hallelujah. Get behind leadership. Glory be to God. Get you to the promise. God will still perform all that He has spoken for your life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Stand in the trenches with your brothers and your sister. Sisters, stand in the trenches. Stand and be counted for Jesus in these last days. And I believe you're going to see. I believe God has miracles that He is about ready to unleash in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get under the spout where the glory comes out. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. That's old time preaching right there, but you know what I'm saying. Glory be to God. You can't sit home on the couch and wring your hands and say, oh, woe is me. My life is so bad. My life is so hard. Get you in there under the spout where the glory comes out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ain't got time for nobody to feel sorry for us. We've got to get out there by faith and grab the bull by the horn, so to speak. God's going to bring this thing to pass. There is going to be a great and final last day's harvest. Now we could talk about the word revival. And I'm not going to do that right now. Another message at another time. Traditionally, historic revival will probably not happen again. If, if, if we are in the last day's plan of God. But there will be an in-gathering of souls. You see, when revival, I don't want to get off on this too much, or we're going to lengthen this message a great deal. So help me stay on track here, Lord. <clears throat> Traditionally, historically, when revival passed through, I mean, liquor joints were shut down. Uh, houses of ill repute were closed. Uh, people would fall on their knees uh, at, at the factory, you know, at the, down at the lumber yard. You know, I mean, uh, revival's one thing. And it may not, I'm not saying it won't, but it may not hit wholesale uh, in our world today, or at least in America. But there will be millions of people saved. And each one of us as Christians, even those of us who are shut up in the prison, even those who are experiencing right now health reverses, financial reverses, mental struggles, emotional struggles, family struggles, every one of us, if we're truly saved, if we're truly born again, If we truly follow Christ, every single one of us has a job to do in the kingdom of God. And it doesn't matter what I think. And it doesn't matter if I'm comfortable. And it doesn't matter if it's my preference. What matters is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so... Let's stop living for ourselves and start living for the benefit of others. That is God's way. That's God's program, that's God's system. And take this gospel to a lost and dying world. And what does the scripture say anyway? In Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, And His righteousness, His right way of doing things. Oh, hallelujah. Now I'm not going to start naming that, but you sit there and let it sink into your heart. His right way of doing things. Not your way of doing things, not my way of doing things. His right way of doing things. Glory be to God. And all these things, the things that they were talking about, the houses, the lands, the clothing, the food, shall be added unto you. So when I look at this, I spent, wow, starting in April of 2020, I spent most of the rest of the year in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. And then when I finished, I'd go do it all over again. And these prophets were describing a time not unlike where we're living now. But every single one of these prophets, some of them paid with their life. I I believe Isaiah, was sawn asunder. It escapes me at this moment how Jeremiah died. It escapes me how Ezekiel died. But most of them, they were martyred for what they preached, but all through the days that they lived, all through their life, God performed miracle after miracle after miracle to sustain them and the dreams that they had, and the visions that they had. Some of them had preliminary fulfillment during their lifetime. Many of them were fulfilled after their lifetime. And they're still speaking to us, to our hearts as believers today. You see, it pays to obey God. It pays to serve the Lord Jesus 100%. Because then... You can can affect people generations down the road. And for those of us who believe that the rapture is going to come soon, you can be affecting people even in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ because of your seed that you're sowing today and your obedience. Glory to God. And so I came here with this little word today just to tell you this, if you're going through a rough patch, if you're going through a strenuous attack against your body, against your mind, against your home, against your church, against your pastor, whatever the case might be, if you're going through a battle, Just remember you serve the victor. And that the promises that God has made in His Word and applied them to you in a precious and special way, He will not fail to keep. Even though all is not right with the world right now. Right? I mean, we got some problems. We're mixed up. We're messed up. We're goofed up. All is not well. But God is not a man that he should lie. And so whatever he promised you, cling to it. Grab a hold of it and don't let go. Grab a hold of it and don't give it away. Don't lose it to the preferences of another. Don't lose it to an attack of the enemy. Don't turn loose of the promises of God because they are true. And every single one of them He intends to fulfill in your life. If He promised you that you would see thousands and thousands and thousands come to Christ, hold on to that word. If He promised you that you would take territory for the Kingdom, hold on to that word. If He promised you, I don't care what it is. If God said it, that settles it. Now, as I close this little teaching today, We've talked a little bit about Jeremiah, not much. I could give you much more background information, but it would bog us all down, and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing for the point that I'm trying to make. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. Sometimes when we look at our world today, sometimes when we look at our families. And we see those who are going in a wrong direction, many times refusing to change that direction. And it makes us weep. It makes us weep like the prophet Jeremiah wept. We see the way things are going in our nation, The land that we love, the great history of godliness, the history of this nation of America that stood for the gospel of Jesus Christ in so many ways. Now there's another part to the history too, uh, Freemasonry and Illuminati and this type of thing, we're not going to get into that today. We're talking about the Christian side of the history of America And we see the direction that it's going right now and we weep if we have a tender heart before God, that is. We see things that have happened as churches abandoned by so-called believers who have had to shut their doors and couldn't recover from this pandemic situation. And now so many are having to close their doors. I mean, churches that communities need. Churches that people need have had to close. And it makes us weep. And I could go on and share a litany of our problems, but here's what I want to say. Though Jeremiah, who was put into prison for what he preached and he was a weeping prophet, Because his heart was so tender before God. Even though all of that happened, and all of that is true, he also was a prophet of faith who laid claim to what God the Lord told him to do. Hallelujah. By thee my field. And God caused those words to be in another's mouth. And those words were spoken to his prophet by another. Some of you think that you can make it right by yourself, but i got news for you, honey. You can't make it by yourself. Hallelujah. God is going to send somebody. And if you will have ears to hear and a heart that's no longer rebellious, God can lead you out of your situation by words from another. By Thee My Field. Hallelujah! By Thee My Field. What if Jeremiah had the attitude that it was just Him and God and they doing their own thing? Would Jeremiah have heard the man when he said, By thee, my field? Would Jeremiah have doggedly entered into the provision that God had for him? I doubt it. We've got to have teachable spirits. Hallelujah. We've got to have open hearts to do the right thing before the Lord. Hallelujah. And in these days, coming up right now, right now, right now, we're here. This ain't something we can put off till yonder out there in the future. We're here right now. God is all about community. And God is going to speak to people to speak to me and to speak to you. And then, the last point. When God confirms whatever He confirms to our hearts, We have to reach out by faith and claim the life that God has for us. Faith. You see, faith is not our source. Jesus is our source. But faith is the vehicle that gets us to the provision of Jesus. I like to call it the ABCs of faith. (coughs) The ABCs of faith. Faith is an action. Get up off the couch, go down to the house of the Lord, enter into the worship service, uh, go on down to the bank, withdraw those funds that God told you to give. I could list example after example after example. But faith is an action. If you don't have an action, you don't have faith. Faith is an action based on a belief, there's the B, and supported by confidence, there's C, that God will do what he promised. The ABCs of faith. Let's do it one more time. Faith is an action based on a belief and supported by confidence that God we'll do it as He has promised. And that's my hope and my point for you today. You know what, I'll share just a brief word of something that God promised me a long, long time ago. And it has happened over and over and over and over again. God spoke to my heart once I was a trembling boy just freshly saved about, I was 18 or 19 years old. At 18 when I got saved, this might have happened when I was 19, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact day or hour. But you'd have to know a little bit about where I came from. I came from a little country town that might have had 300 people living in it, maybe four. I came from the middle of nowhere, going nowhere, fast as I could go. But God put dreams in my young heart. Looking back now after all of these years I can see where, you know, some of the things that God promised me, He has done them in ways I did not expect. And he's, he's even fulfilling some of them now in a way that back then I wouldn't have thought he would be fulfilling them. If you can understand what, what I'm saying. One thing he said to my heart, and I've never forgot it, and I've clinged to it for many, many years, 40 plus years now, and I'm still clinging to it today. For everything that is yet in front of me and none of us necessarily know when our journey will reach its conclusion unless God chooses to reveal that to us. Well, one thing He said to my heart and I will continue to cling to this no matter what's going on in the world around about me, he said, you will do things that people considered impossible. That's what he told me. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You will do things that people would look at you and say, it's impossible for you to do it. And that has happened throughout my life. My point It can happen in your life as well. Believe the Word of God, act on the Word of God, and have confidence in your God. As we close out these last hours of human history, perhaps, God wants to use every single one of you. You say, well, Brother Paxton, I've made mistakes. Yes, so have I. If you're doing things right now that's wrong, If you're sinning right now, if you're in rebellion right now, repent. Turn back to Jesus. He will forgive you and He will start you back out on the road to glory. Hallelujah. You say, well, Brother Paxton, I've been sick and I'm kind of weak. Thank God our Jesus is a healer. Jesus can restore your strength He can even give you grace to do mighty things in his name with little strength. Even sick, he can still use you to do mighty things in the kingdom. So he can heal you or he can use you and give you grace in your situation to still function in his kingdom and complete what he's called you to do. Believe God. Trust God. Put your confidence in God. You know, I'm so far out on this limb <clears throat> that if it breaks, I'm going, I'm going to die. I'll just tell you the truth right now. And I don't care. i put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> the Jesus basket. Praise God. And I just want to encourage you today. Father, I've done my best to deliver this word. I've done it badly. But if somehow, Lord, you could take a word that was spoken here and implant that word into someone's heart who needs it today. And Lord, cause them to take heart, to take courage, to believe your word. Cause them, dear Lord, to do mighty things in your kingdom that you have pre-appointed for them to do. Oh God, let none of us miss our walk of destiny. God, I know you can do it. I trust you for it. I believe you for it right now in Jesus name. And everybody would say amen and amen. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast this today. I started to say this week and we we're kind of doing the broadcast now as the Lord lays it upon our heart. Uh, We hope to get back to a particular day of the week in the very near future. But I appreciate those of you that take the time to tune in, take the time to listen, take the time to send us a gift of finances to help once in a while. I appreciate it. I really do. And uh, I've got some things that the Lord has laid on my heart that maybe next time at the beginning of the show the program, I should say. People don't like it when I say show, and I guess I understand that. It's a program that we're airing for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And so if I slip up and say the wrong word, just forgive me, okay? (coughs) Believe me, if this was all for show, I wouldn't be saying some of the things I've been saying lately. Because I know it is not winning me friends. But we want it to be a a time that glorifies the Lord Jesus. And we want it to be a time where the Lord has put it on our heart. Such as this. To where not because of my words or, or my delivery or even the knowledge of the Bible that I have. God doesn't really work with the knowledge of the Bible that you have. He wants you to have it. He does use it in particular ways, but He works by the anointing of His Holy Spirit. And we really want these words to just jump out into your hearts and cause all of us to walk closer to the Lord Jesus Christ in these days. It's tremendously important. So uh, until the next time that you and I can come and gather together around the Word of God, I want you to make sure you go to church this Sunday. Reach out by faith and claim the promise. Go with God and he will go with you. Bless you.